What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. And Carrie. What's up? Uh, what's up is we're still playing Marvel Snap, is what, is what me and Mike are doing, at least. I can't, I, I can't speak for Carrie. But we're still uh we're still snapping away. I'm still playing away. Fallout 4. So I finished the main storyline yesterday. Mm-hmm. I blew up the institute. I didn't feel good about it, but like it's always fun to set off a big bomb. Yeah. And and the Fallout game well, certainly uh, lets you do that, so. And you were it's with a, the uh, the Brotherhood of Fascists, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. I wanted a I wanted a different flavor of game and and as i said last week i like i i would consider the railroad the most like morally correct of the three primary uh factions but they're led by a bunch of people who are completely unlikable so i can't (laughs) i can't (laughs) hang out (laughs) with them so it's funny how funny how art imitates life sometimes (laughs) 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 yeah that one hurts (laughs) Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like Fallout 4 is a very fun game in a lot of ways. I think all the side quests are great. I think the expansions are both a lot of fun. I think all of the companions are written really well. There's so much fun to do in that game. And then like the main storyline just kind of (laughs) sucks. It's not the first time, uh, Bethesda game has been like that because Oblivion is exactly say, sounds, the same way. Sounds like a Bethesda game to me. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Sounds kind of like Skyrim too. Like Skyrim, I was way more interested in the side stories than the than the main the main path. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I thought you know, getting to fight Alduin at the end at least like felt really cool and exciting, mm-hmm. and like the 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 end shit in Oblivion doesn't feel cool or exciting, like. That man turns into a dragon god and ex- and like ascends to the next plane, and you're just like, okay, bye. Oh, he fucking <laughs> he fucking poochies his way out of out of the game. <laughs> yeah. What happens there? I must return to my home planet. Yeah. <laughs> so, Fantastic. Call out. It's not not often Go that we. Uh, snap. Well, yeah, it's not often that we get to dip in the post office right away, but we're going to do it for this. Uh, first, Daniel says, uh, Mike and Brad status report. On Marvel Snap collection level, and then Bane Supreme says Marvel Snap still has me in a chokehold. Brad, and Mike, are you guys still playing? And if so, how many decks are you rocking? Micah, what is your collection level at currently in Marvel Snap? Um, so I don't get to play as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. My collection level is only at one sixty-five. That's the that's the level at the top, right? Not the season level. Yes, right? yes, correct. Yeah, it's yeah. at one sixty-five, and um. Um, I'm getting all these cards and, and I have four decks, mm-hmm. um, but I really only focus on one cause I, I, I kind of am scared of, um, of all the, all the fancy cards, mm-hmm. right? Like there are a couple of fancy cards, but I just need to sit down, look at all of them and figure out what works best with other cards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, right now my deck is pretty, the, the, the deck that I use a lot is, you know, pretty, it's, it's, it, if it's me, my play style, like brute force mm-hmm. and, and I use, I use the environment around me to kind of get past, to get past some of my shortcomings, but I've been hitting 
I won't say I've been hitting kind of a wall mm-hmm. where I'm finding people who actually know what they're doing. Well, what rank, what uh, rank level are you at right now? I'm, I'm, I'm hovering between 19 and 20. Okay. And I, like I said, it's not, it's not, I don't get, I don't get a chance to play as much as I, I want to, but I think that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I get, when I like, I, I get the chance to play when I'm like putting a kid to bed. Right. And I can play maybe like two or three games if I'm lucky, mm-hmm. but I got all these cards. I got to figure out what to do now. And I've been, I've been like the reason I I would be higher, but like I've been, I've been, um, going a little snap crazy and, <laughs> and you know, like <laughs> I, I, I just lost eight, I just lost eight cubes, uh, earlier today. And I'm just like, yo, you need to calm down. <laughs> you need to calm down and, and just kind of, think about what you're doing but i thought i had him man i thought yeah. i had him and he fucking pulled out an odin and i was like oh all right well. yeah if you see a lot of reveal cards popping out you gotta you gotta expect uh, <laughs> you gotta expect that turn six odin um i'm at what, what am i at right now i'm at 296 i think on the collection level front uh-huh. um i my rank is like 30 i'm hovering between 33 and 35 because see my problem is is that just like any other ccg I like to deck build and experiment too much. Like, like I have like two decks that that win fairly consistently that that I have pretty good, but I keep wanting to make new decks and try to kind of experiment with the different factions. So I have like five decks right now, and I want to build a sixth because like the thing that I like doing, and again every like every card game like collectible card game that I've ever played in my life, I've always done this with is I like to take the cards that seem bad like on their face and try to work them into like a, a workable concept. Like I always play against meta as much as possible, which is not good for your rank. Like I should be way higher ranked than like mid thirties. I was like low thirties last week. I haven't made very much progress this week. Um, but, uh, but I like to experiment too much. I'm working with a deck right now of like extremely high power cards where I can basically only play one card per turn. So I have to be really, precise as far as like which you know where i play cards and when i play cards like nate like no more we were just talking about before the episode started i'm finding is a really good like turn five turn six card like it's better to play him not early it's better to play him late when your opponents don't realize that you're they might think you gave up on a location because you didn't put any cards in it kind of thing or using him with like claw for example is a very nice way to win a location with one card um things that things that nature so um, but it's a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm, I'm finding that it's settled into a nice groove. I'm playing maybe between 15 and 30 minutes a day. Generally, um, depends on how I'm feeling. Like I, you know, sometimes I'll play during my whole lunch break. Um, sometimes I'll, you know, just play a game or two when I have time. I don't feel obligated to check in every day, which is good. Um, yeah, I, good. yeah which, which is, I mean, that that's generally what you want out of games like this is, you know, don't feel like you have to like have a list of shit you have to check off like dailies that you have to go in there. I mean, they have daily missions, but the pool is not, you know, there that you feel like you need to do them. Um, but yeah, so far so good. Um, I did buy the welcome pack. So I gave them $3, um, for their captain America card. And, uh, I did too. Yeah. I I was, I was debating. I, I, man, I was going back and forth for like two days on whether or not I should buy this season pass. And I didn't, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it yet, but if I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to or not, like I'm at, so I'm at like rank 44 of the season pass. So like I've almost maxed it out. So like, I've almost gotten to the point where like, it would be a good buy because of how much things, 
how many things I would get from it. Um, I don't know. I just don't know if I feel like spending ten ten dollars to get a couple to get a couple Spider Man cards. It's so. ten bucks, and um, I, I I just don't. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. They don't. They're not offering enough cards. Like their battle pass offers enough like free credits mm-hmm. and free gold. Where I'm just like, all right, I'll just do this, right? Like I'll just, I can just, I can just keep this going. Do they, do they expire? What the credits and the season pass? No, 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 the season pass. Oh, I would assume so. Like when this season ends, I would expect there's going to be another season pass available. Pretty sure it's like one a month. It seems like it's the cadence that they're, that they're going on. Hmm. Okay. Now my only experience with season passes are with Halo. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't oh, expire. <laughs> They don't well, expire. Well, I mean, just, yeah, they, they can't expire when you're only doing one, you know, in a, in a one year right, span. Every, six, every, <laughs> right, exactly. One every every six months if you're lucky. Um, but yeah, if they, so, if they well, expire, then I'm not, I'm not so going to de- bother. Destiny, so like the way Destiny is set up is that they at least have it where like you can go claim unclaimed rewards from prior seasons. Like if you if you forgot to pick up some rewards. Um, you can still go get them from the prior seasons, but I don't think you can unlock like a premium track after the season is is done and dusted. And so, so with with Halo Infinite, if you if you buy a season pass, you have to buy it within the season, mm-hmm. but you don't have to finish it within the season. No, right? that's tip, that most games that have a season pass, you have to finish it, and and that's why like so this is, Marvel does have this, and this is what a lot of games do is they'll. Like you can buy the season pass, right? But then you can also buy like level boosters in the season pass to like jump ten levels, essentially. So you can so like if you're if you want to play catch up, like you can pay if you weren't actually playing to unlock stuff. Oh no! All right, well then forget that. No, no. Yeah, because what because what level are you at right now? I'm only at like level like twenty five. Oh yeah, you're not. There's no way you're gonna finish it in time. Like for like for me, like I'll be at level fifty. So like I like I'll know exactly what I'm getting. When it's yeah. when it's time to get it, um, if I want to spend the ten bucks, yeah. For but for you, no, you'd have to spend like twenty dollars to to back yeah. Because it took up. me it took me so long to get through the initial like free season pass, mm-hmm. the the blue Marvel season pass, and um, by the time I got through that, there were like it's like a week and a half left on the Spider Man season pass. Yeah. Uh, all right. No. Well, and see that, and that's that's my other problem too. Is that I'm I'm building decks that cater around like the season pass uh, objectives essentially because I want because they give you a, a shitload of of uh, XP to to put towards yeah. the season pass. So like that's the other reason that I'm not really concentrating on like a winning deck is because I'm just like oh like they want me to destroy cards now. Well, let me use my deck where I destroy a lot of cards so that I can unlock this XP and do that stuff. Well, look, the only way they're gonna get. Ten bucks out of me uh, is if is if they 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 uh, have a doom season pass. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's that's it. That's the only way. Look, I'm not even going front. I'm not have you lie. seen Have you I'm, seen a Doctor Doom card yet? I have not. I have not seen one yet. Which I'm which is why I'm assuming something like that would be um, ripe for a season pass. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If they're doing if they're doing. Uh, uh, Spider-Man and like not even Peter Parker Spider-Man like they're doing Miles Morales Spider-Man mm-hmm. as a season pass yeah I feel like they're gonna I feel like they're gonna have uh, Doctor Doom be a season pass uh, so yeah I'll you're, you're not getting my 10 bucks just yet very cool 
but still playing. Don't don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Um, no, it's it's actually a really it's actually a really great game. Like I like I might I might have to start trying other card games uh, as long as they're not <laughs> as long as they're not like too complicated. Like this yeah. game is not this game is very simple. It's and and I and it eases you into it in a way that I can appreciate as a mm-hmm. person who just like does not play these types of games. Um, so I'm curious. I will, uh, I will warn you that this, this, this game, Marvel snap probably has the best onboarding process that I've seen from a game like this, because not only do they ease you into the mechanics, like you can't even use the snap mechanic till you're like level 10 or, or, you know, shit like that. But what I did not realize when we talked about this last week that I've learned is apparently until you get to like let like rank 30 in rank play, like there's a healthy mixture of bots that you're also matched against. Hmm. So but but it's not really ever obvious when you're playing a bot like they just kind of look like regular regular people. And a lot of games do this like a lot of shooters will do this. Um, Fortnite famously does this now where like when you open up a new account and you, your first few games like you're actually like it's like a third players and then two thirds bots. So like when you mm. when you win in your first couple games, you feel awesome. You're like, oh, man, I'm great at Fortnite. I want to keep playing. You're probably killing a shitload of bots. And that's why they do it is because they want to <laughs> they want to pump they want to pump your tires a little bit uh, to make sure that you that you come back to get to see what you know, feel what those endorphins feel like so that you, you know, come back and play the game. And I think Marvel Snap does the same thing where they feed you a lot of bots, especially early on. Because, like, when I first started playing, like, until I got to, like, rank 25, I don't think I, I barely lost a game. Like, if, if I if I did even lose yeah. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> you know a game. Yeah, for a long time, I was like, yo, this is simple. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, and then I realized, oh, wait, I'm playing Electra. Like, come on, yo. Like, yeah. like, like no one's naming that character Electra, right? Um, but, but, yeah, look. It's it's super fun. It's the best type of mobile game for me. Mm-hmm. It's not super intrusive. There aren't like stupid pop-ups all over the place. It's fun. It's something you could pick up like you something you could pick up and put down within a commercial break. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's yeah, I, I'm very impressed uh with uh with this game. Yep. I remember when it was announced, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Says says the guy that put how many hours into Marvel Heroes and how much money did you put into that shit? Uh, well, you know, I was different. <laughs> wasn't on my phone then. <laughs> it's true, but you could now. I think I think Marvel Heroes is on phone, isn't it now? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, we actually got some news this week. One of which is a follow up story that if you listen to what we said about this story last week, shouldn't really surprise you at all. So Helena Taylor, um you know, omitter of truths uh, when it comes to this uh, Bayonetta situation, uh, decided to stick to her guns. And she decided to share uh, with fans a list of charities that maybe they should donate their Bayonetta money to instead of buying, going out and buying uh, the well-reviewed Bayonetta 3. Uh, and one of those charities, of course, as we, you know, kind of kind of preempted last week, is a organization uh, that puts up anti-abortion billboards uh in conservative areas yeah man so like don't start don't yo don't trust white people (sighs) scripture yo don't do it they're not your friend friend, man (laughs) so like the the thing about this that like really blows my mind is the fact that like it's not even she's not even encouraging people to donate to one of these like 
completely bullshit crisis pregnancy centers. Mm -hmm. This is a charity that literally just spends money to put up billboards to yell at women and mm -hmm. and others who who would want to pursue an abortion. Like, Carrie, these are these are her people. I guess so. Yeah. Man. So again, I I I reiterate that just because uh Helena Taylor has shit views uh does not mean that she or any other voice actor uh should not be paid a fair wage uh for their talents. Still, yes. And and for their uses. Uh but again, if you were going to find a uh flag bearer to lead the charge uh, for pay equity in voice acting in the gaming industry. Uh, you just could not have picked a worse person uh, to, to have out there in front. Um, Cause she seems fucking horrible. Yeah. She as, seems as a person. Pretty, <laughs> pretty awful. Um, there's a, there's a lot of good folks for you to support in voice acting. Um, there's a, a lot of great reasons to support the voice acting part of this industry um but uh please don't hang your hat on helena taylor uh, she will not be missed by probably really anyone at this point mm -hmm. so now i um i bought bayonetta oh yeah uh, yeah it was on my it was on my like maybe like list um then it started getting reviewed very well and uh i was like ah, all right like because this woman and because like this woman's kind of foul and 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 because this game is getting like super high reviews i'm just gonna buy it anyway right like mm. you don't need a i need i need the flimsiest of excuses to buy a video game right and um it's very fun it, it uh jennifer uh hale mm. is voicing bayonetta now and um i can hear a difference i don't think the average person can hear it would be able to hear a difference it's also been eight years since the last Bayonetta game was released. Yeah, yeah, like, which which really helps because like I'm not like I'm not like so engrossed into the story of Bayonetta, mm -hmm. right? Like I don't really know what the fuck is going on. Uh, she's got like a Joe Pesci sidekick, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, and like does like a. a <laughs> What, what is, he does the, he does man like he's like he's 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 short he's squat he he has a a a thick new york italian accent does he ah! hit people with a baseball bat no he's like he's like joe pesci if joe pesci was george costanza <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's like he's a like he's a tough guy but like but like he's 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 like more bark than bite you mm. know what i mean and uh it's hilarious to see like this short little comic relief dude next to this like this this model uh who's like three quarter legs and and it's 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 just the dynamic is weird and it's funny. I, I think uh everyone that whole game series is just like weird and 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 funny, especially this one. Like there's a there's this like punk rock samurai chick. A woman who is um, who's best who's like animal like she has a pet that's like a giant like ten foot tall Cheshire cat that she uses as a mount, but like it, in order to f it flies, but it gets on like a one of one of those old timey bicycles with a big wheel in the front and a mm. tiny wheel in the back and it pedals as it flies and they're just like sitting on top of it. It like, 
Like drugs must be amazing, guys. Drugs must be amazing. This seems this seems like a Radon situation, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> like a, like a, like a reverse General Radon. It's wild. Um, the, the the new gameplay mechanic, and then I'll stop talking about this. The new gameplay mechanic uh, in Bayonetta is um is she can summon uh like demons now, and um uh, it's basically like giant avatars, like calling down a megazord at will, right, to fight off like giant enemies. Uh, it's tied to like a resource. And in certain locations, you can like have infinite resources and it's, it's just super fun. Right. Um, it's just odd that like, in order to summon it, like she's just off in the corner, just like dancing. She's dancing like an Asari in a bar, right. While you're, <laughs> while you're, while you're controlling it. Um, it's a decent little mechanic. Um, but, and I'm glad they, I'm glad they tried, tried something new. But I think this series has kind of run its course, mm-hmm. um, at least with me. I because I, the only thing that would keep you here now is the story, and I don't really care about the story. I just wanna just wanna do cool shit. So I think they're pretty much done with it as well. I mean, I feel like that this was a bit of a hail mary to get this one made anyway. Um, yeah. So I can't imagine that we're gonna see a Bayonetta four at any point, which is fine. I mean, like I said, it got three games. Many series don't even get that. So. It, it- Three games after the first one was like came out and was a cult hit, but was sort of dumped by the original publisher. And yeah. Nintendo went, "We'll take it." Yeah, back back yeah. when back when Capcom uh back when Capcom could miss and missed often back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not the not the new modern Capcom that we're <laughs> that, that we're all familiar with. So yeah, um, all right. Go to uh, densepixels.com slash fans. All right, do that, and um, you'll be invited to our Discord there. You can talk about a myriad of things, uh, and you can post uh, something in the post office that you want us to talk about. So if you are the type of person that gets off hearing Brad read your name uh, and your statement, go to densepixels.com slash fans. He'll do it, or Carrie, or me. If you want to hear you, if you want to hear your name on the internet, <laughs> go to dutchbrickses.com slash fans. I mean, it's not, not many places are going to, are going to give you the opportunity to hear your name on the internet. <laughs> go to, uh, go to youtube.com slash dense pixels, uh, smash that like button, click that notification bell, uh, new episodes every week. Uh, when we're not going to North Carolina. Uh, and subscribe to all of the TMP Studios podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerdpocalypse, the Black on Black Cinema podcast, Coming Distractions, uh, and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Um, go to densepixels.com slash premium. Give us $50 a year or $5 a month if, you know, uh, if that works for you. And uh, you get access to the backlog of all of our premium content, including the airing of grievances, No Time to Bleed, The Man with the Golden Tongues, Upstage Conversation, and the full episode, the full hour and a half, two hour-ish episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. That is um, that is that is not backlog. That's every week. Mm-hmm. Every week. Uh, because politics just does not stop. I think so we're going to be... Uh, it's about str- to get spicy. 
next next week or so. Well, we're gonna be we're gonna be streaming uh, re- election result coverage live as it, as it comes in. So we're gonna be talking about uh, what's happening as it happens in real time. So y'all have fun with that. Yeah, I'm gonna be recording a set with my band. So well, that's very exciting for you. Um, yes. Yeah, we've been doing a couple live shows here lately on Look Forward. So I th- do. You think you'll get the influx of? Um Conservatives, probably. <laughs> conservatives, like, like you, like you have been getting. Yeah, uh, it's so. So what, what? What we found out is that again, if you if you post uh, innocuous live streams on the internet, um, especially of a of a local debate that is not really, you know, being nationally covered on on normal TV, uh, mm-hmm. you will find all sorts that wander into your to your little thing, and you'll know that they're. Uh, not normal episode or not normal listeners because it's like once you get a couple minutes in, uh, they soon realize where they are and immediately turn on the uh, the flame jets to try to to try to antagonize in the comments, uh, which me and Jay during the live stream don't look at. So 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 yellow. Oh, I do. I do. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Uh, one person I distinctly remember typing, Hey, black guy, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, like I said, we don't see it, but, uh, but YouTube does. And we thank you for your engagement. Uh, conservative idiots. (laughs) Engagement is engagement. (laughs) That's right. We're thumbing down the stream. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate it. Cool. It's funny. Well, you know, to be, to be fair to them, to be fair to them, right? Like, like you, your your podcast, your, the podcast, like the the deco around it is as like red and blue. Oh, it's it's right? very it's it's purpose. It's I think Jay did that purposely. It's purposefully ambiguous. And then when they get in there, they you see like there, they, they see Jay, they see and then they, they see, see me, and they're like, well, see, oh. <laughs> they see you, yes. right? They see you, and they see Jay, but they hear Jay. Right? Yeah, he doesn't sound like a scary black guy, right? But what conservatives <laughs> don't understand is that there is a there is a a, a theory that I've come up with mm-hmm. um, regarding how to spot a black conservative. <laughs> if the black conservative <laughs> has no facial hair, or if the black person has no facial hair, or just a mustache, there's a there's a, like a seventy five percent chance that they are conservative. <laughs> Because no black man in his right mind is just gonna rock a clean shaven. <laughs> it's just it's just weird. It's just weird. That's how I can, that's how I can spot him. That's how I can spot him. So if you really want to fool him, you got to get Jay to shave that that, yeah. uh, that Lincoln beard he's got. Well, and again, I think I think they I think they get fooled by me because, like I said, I oh, they I, definitely I, get yeah, like by they're you. like oh, totally. like this guy's definitely fucking this guy's got like, a beard. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. He's drink, he's drinking a beer while he's podcasting. Like this this guy's definitely fucking <laughs> a fucking Republican. And then you got to get yourself some white Oakleys with blue lenses. That's true. That'll, That'll really fool him. <laughs> and a trucker hat. We gotta we gotta we gotta do all these do all these things. And again, like we didn't even get into the deep shit last week. Like I, I told Jay is like next time, like if we really want to piss off the conservatives that fall into the chat, like let's start talking about our views on religion. Like that'll, that'll really, uh, really shake things up, spice it up. That was a really long, uh, really, really extended, uh, housekeeping ad read for you guys. So you're welcome on that front. Um, hmm. some more news uh, came out today. Just a reminder that not every, uh, studio acquisition is good news for the studio being acquired. Um, just three weeks after the studio formerly known as uh, Square Enix Montreal 
Uh, now they rebranded themselves a couple weeks ago as Onoma. Um, well, they're now closed. Uh, Devolver Digital, who purchased them from Square Enix, uh, decided to close the studio. Uh, this studio was probably best known for making the Go series of games, which were mobile uh, like puzzle strategy games, which were actually pretty fun. There was a Hitman, Hitman Go and yeah, Lara Croft, Deus yeah. They were like I said, I played Hitman and Lara Croft. They were both uh, they were both fun little games. Um, but because Devolver wants to focus specifically on console uh, and PC, um, they decided to unfortunately close uh, the studio to scale back uh, some of the costs uh, that are associated with these folks as well. Um, they did also talk about. Uh, Things that uh, Eidos Montreal has in the pipeline, uh, which includes a new IP that they're working on, um, a new Deus Ex, uh, which they said they're very, very early in the process of, and a co-developer partnership with Xbox um, for the Fable game that's upcoming. Hmm. So um, that's a bummer for those people that are at Square Enix Montreal, and I hope they're formerly at Square Enix Montreal, uh, that I hope do... Uh, land on their feet again they've only been under the uh under the guise of the embracer group for about five months um and according to the report that jason stryer shared out many of the of the staff from that studio are moving to idos montreal so it seems like a lot of people are being relocated which is good that's good i just don't understand why you go through the entire marketing process of like rebranding like coming up with a new name coming up with a new logo these are not quick cheap. processes yeah, not cheap. or cheap processes yeah. I don't understand why you would go through that whole process just to be like, yeah, fuck it. Like close the studio a month later. Yeah. That's and because and because like you said, like the, I'm sure the decision to do this wasn't made like yesterday. Like I'm sure right. that it was something that they were thinking about and considering. So I don't know why they would have bothered to let them go through all that rigmarole uh, yeah. just to shut them down a little bit later. So um, like I said, that sucks. You never like to see that. Um, and especially after a studio that probably thought they had a bit of a, a fresh lease on life uh, after mm-hmm. After getting out from Square, who, again, uh, Square loves Japan. Uh, they do not like the West, which is funny, though, because they just came out, um, I think, in an earnings call a couple weeks ago and talked about how, like, oh, like, we we, we see it necessary to create, like, a footprint of games in the West and to develop games that will be more appealing for Western audiences. I'm like, you just had three studios that you <laughs> that you let go that made games that were catering specifically for Western audiences. Well, no, they want to, they want to make games to cater to Western audience. They want to make games. that cater to Western <laughs> audiences. <laughs> so, uh, one of the coolest things that I've seen in sports, uh, happened over the weekend as well. So, uh, you know, if you're a, a recent listener to the show in the past couple year or so, um, that, uh, you know, I am a big F1 fan and there's a few folks in the dense pixels discord who also like the F1, not really big on NASCAR though. Uh, NAS- NASCAR to me, even as someone who likes the motorsports, uh, is still just kind of dudes turning left for, uh, for, for a long period of time. Um, very different type of racing than, than formula one for sure. Um, but what happened this weekend was pretty neat. Um, so Ross Chastain, uh, is a driver in the NASCAR Xfinity series. Uh, this was the second to last race of the season. Um, and Ross Chastain needed to finish, I think, uh, eighth in order to earn enough points, uh, to qualify for the, the, the championship playoff that's happening, uh, in Phoenix next week for NASCAR. Like NASCAR does have a playoff system 
which is weird because even drivers that aren't in the playoffs still drive like they'd still race the full field. It's just that only a handful of racers are actually competing for shit, which is which is odd. But I guess that's how they have to do it, because having four NASCARs, four stock cars on a big racetrack is not really very exciting. Um, So he was going into the final two turns of uh, the Martinsville Speedway, which is the shortest lap and the slowest lap on the NASCAR. Well, not the slowest lap, but it's the shortest lap and the low speed track on the NASCAR circuit. And he had a, like, so like imagine baby park, but it's <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's basically the baby park of uh of NASCAR <laughs> tracks. Um and he and he had to quickly make up two positions uh in the last two turns of the race, which is not easy to do in NASCAR. Like like it's not easy to to get that much extra speed. So he decided uh to pull a move that sim racers have been pulling uh for eternity. Years and always been told that it doesn't work. And Ross Chastain uh, proved that, as a matter of fact, it does. So Ross Chastain going into the second to last turn shifts his car up into fifth gear and just rides it along the wall on, on the on the outside of the track. And because he was letting the wall uh, keep his car on the road, uh, he was able to get speeds that no other driver on the track were able to to sustain. Uh, he had the fastest lap of the day by doing this by a full two seconds over anybody else in the field. And, and we're talking and, and and this and these are 18 second laps like like he ran an 18 second lap. The next highest guy where ran a 20 second lap again. This It's a short course, um, but it worked like he passed five cars on the outside of the track, uh, finished fifth place and ended up getting him into the championship final. Um and his car was fine because apparently one thing they did this year is for safety, uh, they upgraded the durability of the body of the car and the chassis so that it would hold up better in collisions because NASCAR tends to have a lot of collisions. So Ross Chastain's like, fuck it. I've got nothing to lose. Let's see how durable the car actually is. And just ri- and, and like I said, you can see in the GIF on the story that we have that we're looking at this. He's just literally riding the car around around the, the barrier on the outside of the track. Yeah, there's a there's a t- Twitter video uh, actually from like just like the NASCAR on NBC yeah. account that's got like the full wide view of it. And it's nuts because like <laughs> everyone else is slowing down to make the turn, you know, like a sane person would do. And he just like punch it. Here we go. Like, <laughs> and of course it works. And in, in his in his post game you know, interview, he was just like, yeah, I played a lot of NASCAR 2005 on the GameCube. You know, <laughs> you could you could get away with it in the game. I, would, I did this when I was eight years old. And I'm like, <laughs> my man, my guy. There's a, there's no. an even there's an even better cut of that that I, I don't know. who I think NASCAR released this, too, of other drivers reacting to it in real time. Because like they're just like their 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 spotter their pit their pit their engineer is like telling them like oh the number one car's coming up on the outside coming up the outside and they're like what the fuck (laughs) see him like zoom by they're like I can't believe he fucking tried that like that's 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 crazy I love how he says I love how this dude I love how this dude is like he's not like he's not calculating like the centrifugal force yeah. needed to, to do this. Like, Oh, will no. I be able to do this? If I maintain enough speed, uh, the force, the force is going to push me over here. So I need to get to the wall. No, I just played it on the GameCube. 
No, I played this I on the GameCube. Uh, I, I, I let go of the wheel and I hope I didn't catch anything that was sticking out of the barrier like an access <laughs> gate that like, probably would have torn, torn up his car. Even worse than his car got torn Appa- up. Apparently the car was relatively fine. Like like they looked at it at, in the pits after the race and like the side looked like it was you know jacked up a little bit. But the, but the integrity of the body was oh, like yeah, intact which fine. is which is crazy now i mean those, now those barriers that they have on the outside it's not like a cement wall um those are collapsible barriers so that it absorbs the force of impact if a driver were to careen into them um so it's not like it's not like driving along a jersey wall on the side of the highway like that might be a little bit might be a little bit different um but it's still kind of, it's crazy and again it, it got nascar like a shitload of eyeballs um, because everybody was talking about this on Sunday, um, especially in motorsports, but even outside of motorsports, like people, people saw it as well. Yeah, it's it's just funny, you know. Some people in in the comments are like, "How the like how the fuck would this work? Like, how is how is speed with that much friction faster than like slowing your car down?" And it's just like cars really have to slow down a lot in order yeah. to hug the inner. Uh, compared to their max speed, which is normally a net gain because you cannot turn sharp enough at a higher speed to stay off the wall. But like in this case, he just let the wall steer for him. So he yeah. just lured <laughs> it on the gas. It's lit, it's the lit, whole way. Literally what he did. He just let the he, like let Jesus take the wheel. He just let and yeah. like you said, like let the wall keep him pointed in the right direction and just and just go pedal the floor. Like and and again, like this was a race that normally your car never hits fifth gear because that's how slow you have to go around the track because there's so like, it's such a small oval that like you can't get up to fifth gear. Like you, like you're stuck in fourth, basically the entire, like for the, for fourth and third, the entire lap. Um, like I said, pretty cool shit. Um, it got NASCAR a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of eyeballs. Um, they did say, uh, the, the rules people came in and they said, this is, legal like there's nothing illegal about it we're not changing the rules for the next race so if anyone wants to send it along wall next race like feel free and we'll look at it during uh the off season so, <laughs> so it's not like it's not like airbud rules no it's like, well there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play basketball so okay. yeah there's there i'll be i get i get I, actually i guess it kind of is like airball rules like it's like look it doesn't say we you can't ride your car along the wall no people wouldn't normally do it because you're probably going to wreck your car i guess they didn't anticipate the fact that bulking up the uh the durability of the cars this season would uh would, would, would allow for this tactic to work in real life so i thought i thought it was cool that the drivers weren't like petty bitches about it like mo- most of them were like that's really fucking cool some of them were like yeah it was really cool uh, I really hope they do something about it because if we, if we feel like we're opening Pandora's box here <laughs> a little bit, if we kind of let this stand, um, yeah, and and like you're not, yeah, and and you're you're like people are like, oh, like this someone's going to race the whole race like this. First of all, no, you're not going to see that. No. Secondly, like because that that will tear the car up if you're doing it around the whole the whole fucking track. Um, two, like it really only works at a at a course like Martinsville where it is so small that you know, that, that's such a short distance because most, most speedways have a really long, have two really long straightaways attached to them as well. So this, this would not be faster than driving a straight line uh, with your pedal on the floor. I can tell you, I can assure you of that. Like you're not, you're not wall riding it down the straightaway. You're only doing this around like a steep bank curve. So I thought this it was neat. <laughs> yeah, this is funny. Man. This is funny. <laughs> that's awesome. 
<clears throat> you know what else is awesome? Uh, buying shit. Honestly, is is uh, well, I guess I guess buying shit is awesome. I don't know if where you're buying yeah, it. Buying it as awesome. awesome. I don't, <laughs> yeah. If you uh, but if you wanna if you wanna help us out, go to uh, densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, doing that will uh, get you what you need, uh, and um, it'll give us a finder's fee. It helps us out. So I'm at densepixels.com slash Amazon right now. I typed in NASCAR. Let's see what you can buy. Always, always my favorite, my favorite, uh, favorite part of the show. <laughs> when you go to densepixels.com slash NASCAR, you can get a Raise Hell Praise Dale vintage t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Hell and Dale don't rhyme. No, yes. not at all. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They they do depending on what part of the country you're in. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Raise, raise hell, hell. Raise Dale. Raise Dale. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> yeah, all right, get yourself a raise, raise hail, praise. I, I, w- I will say not not to not to besmirch the good name of 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 the of the deceased Dale Earnhardt, but for a dude whose nickname was the Intimidator, one of the least intimidating guys I've ever seen in my just, entire he's, life. He was just a little. Guy. <laughs> he is just a little guy with it with it with his like with his like Ned Flanders mustache, and I'm just like you're you're not the Intimidator. Yeah, yeah, just a little guy. <laughs> You can get a you can get a Funko Pop of Dale Earnhardt Sr. for twenty five dollars. Is that how much? Does, that it, come, how much does it come with a car? Uh, no, it comes with just that Dale and his uh, and his Netflix and his hail. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so there's a bunch of NASCAR stuff that you can get. Um, I I want to go to one. My wife uh, is from just outside of Daytona. Um, the speedway is like a couple of, is like maybe five miles from her childhood home. Mm -hmm. You can hear it from her house, uh, which is annoying. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I guess, uh, I guess if you're going to go to one, like that would be the one to go to. Like the, like the, like the 500 is the, the Super Bowl of racing, as they say. Right. So I would love to go to one, but, uh. Uh, we'll see. It's a huge fucking thing, man. Like it's a big deal down there. So yeah, go go uh, go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, get yourself a raise hail praise Dale T-shirt I, and meet me down in Daytona. I I like I said I know we have a couple fans in the group um, who do watch NASCAR. They're gonna have to explain to me what about the racing is appealing. Like I know that NASCAR is much more about like jockeying for position in a crowded field and that's kind of the skill like you're trying to like you know catch a slipstream from cars in front of you and pass them at the right time and kind of keep things in control because you're you know pedal to the floor but you're on like a super steeply banked circuit so like if you fucking lose it like you're gonna lose it and crash into the wall and probably take three cars with you kind of shit so like i get that part of it but like to me like that doesn't I don't I don't know. I guess I guess the level of technical skill that's required doesn't really do anything for me. Whereas F1, like you have to break, you have to corner, you have to actually like, you know, take take good turn angles and shit like that. Like to me, that's a lot more a lot more interesting. I I would imagine that I would imagine that it's the same like what you're talking about, what you what you appreciate about F1 is is there. It's just in NASCAR. I would imagine that it's just uh, more interaction between the cars. Mm-hmm. Than than the cars and the track, I guess with F one, um, because uh, I I don't know I don't know I, I'm new to all this shit. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right, 
let's I, I still want to I still want to go to one. I look if I had my druthers, I would go to like Monaco or whatever. Right. No, no. Yeah. See, but Mon- like Monaco, yes, for the experience. But the race itself is usually balls every year. I, I just I just want to go. I mean, I get that too. I, I would, I would also love to go to Monaco. Um, but, the, but if you're going to see a good race, uh, Monaco is definitely the the last fucking track you should go to um, to see that. But uh, yeah, go to dunspizzles.com slash Amazon. Uh, to the post office we go. Daniel asks, Carrie, what instrument would you want to learn if it took you literally no time at all? So, like, if you could snap your fingers and learn a new instrument, what what would you want it to be? Saxophone. It's a good choice. It's a quality I choice. Sax. I, I feel like, sax. you know, sax, you know, you learn one sax, you're basically able to play all of them, plus the clarinets as well. Um, so that that just opens up the whole woodwind family to me. Um, it is true. Yep. The best instrument, the, be- the, be- the best, uh, the best wind instrument. Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> what is the best wind instrument? Trombone. I feel, but I, but no, I feel, I feel like you're being, I feel like that's just, you know, confirmation bias. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, though, like it's, it's tough. Like coming from this, from like an arranging standpoint, um, like I, I honestly think the, the saxophone family is the most versatile because you can very much use them uh, on brass focus lines just as frequently as you can use them on woodwind focus lines. Yep. They're like, they're a perfect, middle ground i love a saxophone and that's why i play in a band with three of them (laughs) (laughs) uh cam says judging by the promo package on last week's dynamites we will be getting a return soon from the elite what percentage chance do you give for a cm punk return to the company down the road as well it sure seems Uh, like it's zero from all the from all the all the all the all the the scuttlebutt that's out there yeah unless this is some weird self-inflicted wound like mega swerve um, uh, zero, zero. Uh, and quite frankly, I, if he, if, and this is a big, if he comes back, I would have to imagine it would be, it wouldn't be in like a wrestling capacity, mm-hmm. right? Like, like this dude is, he's, he's well past his prime. And, um, honestly, uh, I, I like Sam Punk, but I've never been like, I, I don't get why people are crying for him. Mm-hmm. Um, like he just wasn't like that type of in ring performer for me. But I guess that goes to show you like professional wrestling is way more than like in ring work. Like you need to be a character you need to, and and you need to be able to captivate an audience. And he, he could captivate an audience. Like the best thing he could do is, um, is, is with his, <laughs> with his mouth. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like MJF is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that guy's adequate in the ring, but like, he's a great actor. And, um, and yeah, I think, I think, uh, CM Punk is probably just gonna like, he don't need the money. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he don't, he doesn't need like the abuse, the physical abuse that it's going to take on his body. Right. Cause he's not exactly a, he's an athlete. He's a way better athlete than I am, but, um, he seems to be getting hurt <laughs> every other yeah you know, pay-per-view. So well, he's also in his mid, he's also in his mid forties. Yeah. He's in his mid forties. Yeah, he didn't wrestle. Didn't wrestle and, for and several years. Exactly. And, and you know, that's, I, I, I used to jog and, and run like 
not a half marathon. Like the longest I've ever run was like the Army Ten Miler a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I took a year off, and I've never gotten back. Like I've never gotten my my speed back, and that was one year. Like so, I don't think he's coming back. Quite frankly, I don't really need him back. I don't think AEW needs him back, which is why uh, the elite are you know coming back. Like yeah. if you had to choose between them and him, you choose them. Our buddy, our buddy Chris said this in the wake of the that whole situation. I think this is probably the best read on him is that he's a guy that can't get his own way because he demands respect from people that he himself would never give it to, and he and he gets really in his feelings when people disrespect him or or perceive to be disrespecting him. Yeah, he's got some sort of like mental thing, man. Where it's it's uh, he's like every other he's like every other hypocrite, right? Like. Mm-hmm. He, he's a he's a do as I say not as I do guy and people 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 don't like that shit man yeah. <laughs> like you, people would much rather you just be a straight up asshole to everybody than to be someone who's high and mighty that's why people that's why people hate religious people because they 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 act all pious uh on Sunday and Monday through Saturday they they fucking they eat ass so <laughs> uh, you know like ain't nothing wrong with it but like don't don't look down on other people for doing right. Uh, Film Wander says because Sony is scared of big dip Microsoft hogging all the Activision Blizzard nectar, should they bring back the SOCOM games? Now, I personally don't think that they would unless somehow Call of Duty was ever taken off of their platform. Then they'd have to, then I feel like they'd have to just to have right. a, an alternative, but I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. No, I mean, that would require them to put a lot more of their own resources into yeah. building back up a first party title um, that would appeal to that crowd. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you what the one, the one thing they could do if they really wanted to revive the SOCOM name, um, the, this extraction shooter genre is starting to really gain uh, a foothold with some, with, with like a, like a more niche sector of the market and I feel like that if somebody could unlock like the big budget version of the of an extraction shooter. So I'm talking about like games like Tarkov and and, and things like that, um, mm-hmm. that maybe there's a lane for that. Like if you could find a way to to make a kind of mass appeal extraction shooter and SOCOM could definitely be that game like like SOCOM's whole fucking deal was like, oh, this is the tactical, you know, shooter that, you know, that, that's that's out there. And a lot of people really liked it for that. So. I think that would be the lane that they would have if they wanted to do it. Uh, Cam asks Carrie, uh, he says, I'm leaning towards Pokemon Violet because I think the legendary looks slightly more fun. Any reason you think that I should reconsider? No, live your best life. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet come out in like uh, weeks, two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm planning on getting Violet, uh, not Violet. I'm planning on getting Scarlet uh, because I grew up playing Pokemon Red and Scarlet Violet are very much just other terms for red and blue. Um, so, uh, you know, I also like the professor more. Um, I'm trying to think if there are um, like version exclusives. I mean, there, there will be, um, but um, I, I don't know that there have been things confirmed beyond mm-hmm. like the legendaries being exclusive to each game. Um Oh, and then there's like the 
there's a couple Pokemon that have been confirmed for Scarlet versus Violet. But if if you're swayed by thinking the legendary looks cooler, I also think he looks cooler than <laughs> Violet. Then uh, yeah, do it. It's going to be a Pokemon game. Um, all the initial impressions have been pretty positive so far. Uh, I like the fact that they're sort of giving you three different like main routes to do. If you don't want to do the gym challenge off the bat, it doesn't seem like you have to, which is kind of cool. So mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. Live your best life, dude. Uh, Trey says, after playing a bit more of No More Heroes 3 and not being as into it as the previous games, are there any other entries in a semi to major franchise that you like where this has happened? So, like, ba- basically where later entries let you down. Bayonetta. <laughs> Didn't you just talk about that it was good? It is good, but it's just, it's just like, not as good as the earlier ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not, it, 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 it's, it's wearing off, right? Like, the, uh, uh, the, the novelty is, is, is not there, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just a very good game. But, like, I'm not like, oh, look at, look at, you know, I bought it. I, I initially bought it because, uh, to be perfectly honest, because it looked like a female Devil May Cry. Uh, Devil May Cry. A lot of people was, bought it because of that. That's that's why I bought it. And uh, and it turns out it was an amazing Ooh, flashy game. combat, but there's titties now. Like, but yeah, titties, no shit. That's it. Like, I'm not, you know, uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm, but there's, I'm, there's, I'm surprised you didn't, uh, like, there's one example that I would think for you would come to mind immediately. I'm surprised you didn't pull out. Hmm. What could that be? It's a fighting, it's, it's a fighting game. That's the only hint I'll give you. I mean, that can be, that can be, that can be anything. There's one, there's one, there's one glaring one that's out there. That's currently out there? Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat. That's not the one I was gonna say. So Soul Calibur uh, was the one I was gonna say, considering that everybody uh, fucking hated yeah, the later entries. Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur, the last Soul Calibur was good. It's just kind of um like the characters in Soul Calibur aren't they don't really do it for me. And fighting games live and die by their characters, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's how that's what gets you in the door, right? That's why that's why one of the characters looks like a dominatrix with big boobs and a whip. For a sword, a sword whip. Come on, yo. Like, <laughs> what? what? Um, but other than that, it's just like samurai guy yeah. and Bostaff, uh, Bostaff shonen character and lizard man, right? Like, yeah, no, no, that's a good one, though. That is a good mm. one. Uh, for me, it was the Arkham series. I really, really did not like Arkham Knight. And I didn't play Arkham Origins because it didn't, a lot it didn't of look appealing to me at all. The same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one too. Yeah, because uh, Arkham, Arkham Knight was a chore. Yep. Uh, gonna be Ace Attorney for me. Um, really, really love those first four games. Honestly, like the first three Phoenix Wright games and the first uh, that that Apollo Justice. Great, cool, super fun. Everything after that, just yeah. Eh, eh. Not bad, but just not as good, not as compelling. I feel the same way about the Zero Escape franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors was a great game. Then Virtue's Last Reward came out and was not a great game. <laughs> I did not even bother with Zero Time Dilemma. Um, and then, honestly, Harvest Moon or Story of Seasons, whatever the fuck. It's Boku Joe Monogatari. Um, it's uh, all those old games like... 
the stuff on the Game Boy, like the first DS game was fun. Charming. It it really lost its charm after mm-hmm. that point in time. Um, so finally, but hey, I've got Stardew Valley. So hey. yeah. My on a quick aside there, I I, I downloaded the Harvestella demo for my wife, and I think that she's going to make me buy Harvestella <laughs> in, in a couple weeks for her. Here's what's really really stupid. Um, that game comes out like Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I downloaded the demo. Um. I have not gotten to it yet. <laughs> what a, what a, what a it. great lead in to our final question. If you watch yeah. this, what game do you have or want to buy, but know that you just don't have enough time uh, to get into it? I can't even say I don't have enough time. I have enough time. I'm just choosing to play Fallout 4 instead. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't think I have any games right now that I I don't have the time for, but that I want to play. Like I am going to make the time for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Mm -hmm. Um, I am going to make the time for what else is coming out that I'm super excited about. I know there's other things that I'm just having the smoothest brain tonight. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll tell you after, after talk, listening to you two talk about it for the last several years on this podcast i would really love to experience uh final fantasy 14 i know that i do not have the time to play ah! final fantasy 14 i do not have the time to invest into that game you don't have the time for the critically acclaimed mmorpg final fantasy 14 i i do not considering that you told me that even <laughs> even just to, to get through like the like, like each of the stories is like 20 30 hours of of oh, rpg role playing yeah minimum and that's for e- that's for each storyline right mhm yeah that's that yeah. i don't I don't definitely don't have time for that mm. i would love to get back into that um yeah i don't know i don't know i got uh i got all the time in the world right now cuz i'm on paternity leave <laughs> so goddamn still how <laughs> oh i'm going to be on paternity leave until January. What? <laughs> yeah. How did you finagle awesome. that? Fucking government. <laughs> my, my job's awesome. <laughs> government government, government well, job. I, Lucky you. Good for you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Normally it would be normally. I, I, I don't know. Cause normally I don't have as much time. Um, that's why I'm really glad God of War is coming out next week. Um, so that I can kind of get everything. Oh yeah. I need that to get is next week. Huh? Mm-hmm. You know what else and, is next uh, week? Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> wow, that game was that close to being done when we saw it? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Allegedly. I, I, thought, I thought people were just like, just kind of dumping on it. And I'm like, oh, that's not fair, right? This game's got like, this game probably coming out in 2023. They still no, had it, had, it had literally months, <laughs> months until it was time to time to go. Yeah. So. Oh shit. Very cool. I think those are all. I think I think we had good. I think we had great answers. I'm gonna pat ourselves in the back. Great answers for you listeners this week with the uh, with the with the post office out there. So uh, that is gonna call time 
on our show. Um, don't forget to go to densepixels.com slash fans to join our Discord where you too can ask us questions that we will uh, answer in the Dense Pixels post office every single week. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast as well as all the other TNP studio shows wherever you download fine podcasts. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe there as well. Um, make sure you follow some Twitch, densepixels, uh, sorry, twitch.tv slash dense pixels. You can also follow our individual accounts. Um, I am dense pixels, Brad carry us up. It's carry Terrence's apparition 410. Uh, that is it for next week. Uh, Real next, quick, if, oh, yeah. if you're, uh, if you are looking for something some Twitch stream to watch this weekend, uh, the Baltimore gamer symphony orchestra and the Washington metropolitan gamer symphony orchestra are joining up for extra life, which is this weekend. So we are doing oh two 12 hour streams, uh, all going to children's miracle network hospitals. Um, so I will be on that because I'm hosting that event in my house. So, <laughs> so head to twitch.tv slash W M G S O. It's going to be hosted on the Washington metropolitan gamer symphony orchestra's channel, but, uh, we got some good stuff planned. We've got some spooky games. We've got some monster hunter planned. Got some party games planned. And uh, if we raise enough money, we're going to play some custom tunes in Trombone Champ. So very cool. Yes, yeah, Ben. Well, go 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 give the kids go give the kids ten dollars before you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon and waste all your money on 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 some nonsense. Um looking look forward next week to uh God of War impressions from Micah, because I guarantee you that he's gonna be playing the shit out of that. Uh, yep. is it this weekend that's coming out? It says Friday, right? Uh, it's coming out. Uh, it's coming out. Yeah. So you'll only get them if we, if we record on Wednesday, cause that's when it's, coming Oh, it's out. coming out Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Well, well we can't record on Tuesday cause that's election night. So we will, uh, we'll no, have to see what's the coming, schedule. It, it'll be released on Wednesday. Oh, so. what the fuck? Oh, maybe. Okay. So maybe not next week for God of War impressions. Cause, <laughs> yeah. cause we're not, we're not, uh, we're not famous enough to get codes from Sony for that, for that shit. So <laughs> that's okay. Uh, that's it for us. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. Bye. See ya.